Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Tonight, we have Jen Porter straight from Chicago. She's with us for the entire hour. She was named one of the best musicians in the Chicago area and has played in front of 200,000 people all at the same time. We're going to ask her about that. I hope you stay with it. We're going to play some music. We're going to have a good time. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay with us. And welcome back to Kevin McDonald Presents for a Thursday night here in the Great Northwest. And we have the sounds of Jen Porter. She is from Chicago, and she is with us on the phone. But before we go there, there is some unusual activity in the studio this evening. This is a very, very odd setup that we have here suddenly. And <laughs> and you, what it is, is Tom, who is the uh, uh, gentleman who spins the knobs and makes sure that everything sounds per- all, perfect. All four knobs. He, yeah, Devin, he, turn me up, man. Yeah, he, is, he is over there sitting in a place that you never sit. You know, it's, it's like actually sitting shotgun in your own car. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like it's like it's like riding shotgun in your own car because you're you're never in that seat, so it it all seems so weird. Well, that's because we got. I'm gonna be out for a day on the twentieth because it's my birthday. And I've got happy a show birthday that I'm to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, well, it's not here yet. Your birthday though is next week. I right, sadly. Yeah, sadly. Oh, come on now. Well, it's everybody memorializes it. That, you know, and and oh, so whatever. You know, because it's, it's, it's September 11th. It's, yeah. a, it's like no fun. It's yeah. no fun anymore. So, but but you. So you're sitting over there in the guest spot. <laughs> and would you like to introduce you, the uh, your protege? This is Devin. <clears throat> Hi, Devin. <Yeah. laughs> Hi. We promised that we would make him talk. Yeah, I got I got a rasma bit just because he really doesn't want to. So <laughs> do, you, do you really have to? I do. I do. <laughs> you really do. It's in. It's. I actually signed a piece of paper earlier before you came in it's it's see it's all about it's all about embarrassing you that's what we're here to do and and so he's turned off his mic and is going to go back back to reading the paper he's done talking so so that of course leads us to our guest of the hour and her name is jen porter she is in chicago she was voted uh she was named the best local musician by the chicago free press um she's got a new album out which is called moving on and it was produced and drawn by well first of all i guess i should, i I'll let her t- tell us that story yeah. so jen welcome to the show Oh, hi, thanks. And hi, Devin. Hi, Devin. <laughs> hi, Jen. Oh, sweet. All right. I'll try to make him talk as much as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the album, uh, Ed, Ed Toast is actually the, the guy that we're talking about. He produced and drummed on. He's the drummer from Vertical Horizon, and uh, he's been on tour for the last three years as the second drummer with the Doobie Brothers. That must be a lot of fun. I mean, he's had a lot of those moments, especially in the first year where he was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally playing this band that I danced around to in my underwear as a kid, you know? (laughs) Exactly. He had several moments like that, but he's just the greatest guy and he's an incredible drummer. And so it's all befitting that he's in the position he's in these days. And I'm lucky to 
gotten a chance to work with him, definitely. Well, now, one of the things that you've done, Jen, that, that I'm, and I don't know, Tom, help me here, but uh, I'm willing to bet that there aren't a thousand people on this planet who can say that they've played in front of a 200,000 group or 200,000 people group. It's a lot of people. That's yeah. it, it, yeah. There's a lot of people. I, I'll it bet is. you, I'll bet you even a thousand is really high uh, for that number um, of you people know, that I have mean, actually if done you think that. about the stadium tours, for instance. You know, your your average stadium is about forty to 60,000 usually. Right. You know, the big house where I went to school at the University of Michigan, so the big house is what, like 106? Maybe they painted it up to 108 now. Um, but still, that's that's 100,000. I, I have gotten the privilege of playing on the National Mall out in Washington, D.C., like standing in front of the monument, you know, wow. standing at the monument with a sea of people in between. Uh, and the first time, it was five years ago, it was 120,000, and this past June, we drew 200,000. Now, you can laugh about the source, but I actually have begun to champion this effort even more. It's the Girl Scouts of America that have this gigantic sing-along. Hey, I can't I can't knock the Girl Scouts. My sister is a Girl Scout. No, they got great cookies. I mean, you really can't. We can great all like cookies. make fun of the stashes and stuff, but we all buy the cookies. <laughs> okay? I know we all buy the cookies. And my mom actually made, well, because my mom is like the, what do they call them then? Scout leaders, or yeah. she was a troop leader. Yes, my mom's a, my mom was a troop leader for years for my sister's troop, and so every year that they do the cookies, I get like last year she literally sent me a box full of yeah. like eight oh, boxes I of Samoas. Oh yeah, no, she sent me like a box. It had like eight boxes of Samoas and eight boxes of Allabouts. I still have Samoas at my house. <laughs> how I don't know how it's possible that you still have them, but well, okay. you can't. After okay. a little bit, though, you can't. You know, you you. We do get free cookies at the show too. Like, nice. You have cookies for and in the room, it's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, that's 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 awesome. But but still, playing in front of two hundred thousand people—that's that. What's that like? What does it feel like to walk in front of a crowd like that? You know, I mean, it's, I think it's one of those intangible moments that's really hard to describe. Even though I like to try, I mean, I, I love to describe everything about everything. That's partly why I'm a songwriter, I think. But it, 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 the, the fact that I'm I'm actually getting to connect with so many people at one time is fairly mind-boggling. I mean, it's it's fairly beyond what my conceptualization can handle to to, to really pick, picture that number. You know, although I stood right in front of it. Honestly, I, I, for me personally, I seem to give as much energy to a show of 10 people as I do to a show of 200,000. And, and it's more about just having those connections in general than it is about the numbers. But of course I like to brag about the number. I mean, that's a fun thing. And you're absolutely right. There's a ton of incredibly talented performers that are doing a lot more things than I am that don't get to say that they've for those kinds of numbers. Oh, absolutely. And the joke of it really is that the National Mall is cleaner when these girls leave than when they've <laughs> stepped onto it. I think that's one just... of the few events that Washington, D.C. does not mind having. Well, I think that just goes to show that the uh, Girl Scouts are learning some positive values there. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we're missing that, unfortunately. I, I was a Cub Scout leader, so. Imbued with positive values right now. There's not a whole lot of positives going on right now. I know, sadly, but that's why I'm trying to kind of champion this effort because they've revitalized their image. I mean, they have grown with the times. It's just that our image of Girl Scouts has not grown with the times. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's something that I'm definitely going to be getting more involved in and trying to get more girls to be coming to the hundredth anniversary, which will happen in five years. 
So I'm going to try to do some fundraising and actually get some more girls out. I only found one troop from the Midwest while I was out there. Really? Yeah, one. And they ended up being from Chicago, and I actually met them in the airport after the whole thing. Oh, they must have been thrilled to meet you. It was actually pretty cool. It made me feel like a serious rock star because they, like, recognized me <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> that was cool. Oh, my so, God. It doesn't happen all the time, but I get recognized on the bus about three times a year. It's kind of cool. You know, I'm, like, minor local minority. Well, I'll tell you, and you've done one thing that in looking at your bio and your career highlights, that you've done something that, it, from my way of thinking, there just plain isn't an upside to it. There's lots of downside, but no upside, and that is singing the national anthem. <laughs> if you do it perfectly, everybody says that's what they expect. But <laughs> if you screw up, it's on Sports Center uh, and everywhere else. That's absolutely true. Luckily, I got asked back three times to do it this year for the White Sox, so... I guess I'm doing a good enough job. Well, apparently so. Have, are you, do you ever worry about forgetting the words? That is what everybody asks me about as far as the national anthem. It's always about whether you forget the words, and I know there's so many celebrities who have played that up. Oh, yes. I oh, mean, say, can I, you know, see I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> lyrics to songs that I hate. So I don't seem to have an issue with lyrics, and, and I have that same kind of feeling when I do the national anthem where it's just like that little hit thing in the pit of your stomach, but it's not a bad one. It's a good one. It's the adrenaline release. It's the, okay, I'm anxious and ready to go kind of energy. That's what I get when I get to do those big performances like that. That's awesome. So how long have you been uh, playing and uh, recording and songwriting and doing all of that? That's a loaded question. We'll, we'll work uh, chronologically backwards. Okay. So I, I quit my day job four years ago. Good for you. Uh, so I've been professionally making a living in music for four years. I've been playing in clubs for about 10 years. I uh, picked up the guitar right before I went to college. My mom gave me the guitar to go to college, and she taught me four chords. Where have all the flowers gone? Peter, Paul, and Mary. This is where I come from. <laughs> and uh, let's see, going back from that, I took piano lessons from age 5 to 18. That was all classical training and a little bit of jazz at the end. And honestly, it kind of comes all full circle to the Girl Scouts again. My mom was a career Girl Scout. We would go to camp. And uh, she had me leading songs at, like, three and four years old. She'd teach me harmonies, and I'd sing them. I mean, I've had discussions with her about it. and said, you know, did, did you have to teach me to sing? And she said, no, kind of, you know, sardonically, no. <laughs> you just knew how. So forever, really, music's always been in part of my life, but uh, it's only been in later years that I realized I could make a living out of it. I just didn't have that around me. I just didn't know that I could just, like, you know, be this, person that just played music all the time and I wasn't going to necessarily have to go and be bulimic and write stupid songs that I don't want to write. Right. I kind of thought that that was it. And then I slowly started, you know, in college meeting some people and forming some bands and, and getting to do more stuff and being encouraged by having these other incredible musicians around me. And finally moved back to Chicago to see if I could make a go at it. And so far, so good. Now, originally, you did a lot of cover work, mm-hmm. and uh, in in like with because you, your voice is very similar to Janis Joplin and Helanis Morissette and, mm-hmm. and and some other folks. But you've recently uh, are writing your own material and doing your own production and all of that, right? Definitely. I mean, I I definitely involve other people in the in the production part, especially with my songwriting. I I still I definitely still feel like I have so many more places to go with that and so i really value other input on on that on the writing but but essentially i don't really 
get a lot of outside help with lyrics. I'm pretty true to my lyrics. I, I, you know, had some requested things that got moved around a little bit in the last album, mm-hmm. which was great. I thought it was awesome to be able to work with Ed, where he actually produced me. He actually uh, made musical decisions about the songs themselves, which made them better songs. And so they're kind of my babies. You know, I look at them like that, where I have to, at some point, let them go and let them grow up and be the songs that they're going to be. And they surprise me sometimes, usually in good ways, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, as much as I, I love playing other people's work, and I still do, by the way. I, I play a lot of bars, and I do dueling pianos. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that. Sure, concept, there's a great club over here that does that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. But, um, you know, I make my rent on a Saturday night going in to play dueling pianos. So the decision was very easy for me to say, okay, I can do this. And, uh, and this has helped me fund my next album. You know, and like let's talk yeah. about the album that you have out right now. Okay. And uh, what's that, what's what's the name of it again? Moving on. This one's called Moving On. I have three albums that I've done so far. Uh, the first one in '99 was Faces. Second one in '02 was called It's About Time. And this third one uh, came out uh, last June. And Moving On, the title for that. And Moving On. Uh, what was the motive behind the title? Uh, you know what? It comes from uh, the first song, actually, on the album, uh, Along the Way. Uh-huh. Moving on is, is part of one of the lyrics. Um, oh, okay, cool. Like, as long as I keep doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, then I'll just keep moving on. i tell you what. Why don't we do this, and why don't we play that song? Why don't we play that track? So that everybody can get an idea of what uh, Jen Porter does and what she's about. This is from the album Moving On, and the track is entitled Along the the way. my 
million miles But oh so far you've gotta Make the journey and go all the way Turn off from some in a state to stay to another highway. I'm on my way to whatever lies ahead. Everything I want will be coming true as long as I keep moving on. My way to all the hopes and dreams. I work as I may realize as long as I never stop along the way. Welcome back to Kevin McDonald Presents for a Thursday late night here on KKNW. That is Jen Porter that you're listening to. She's got an incredibly rich voice. Have you always had pipes like that? Have you always had pipes like that? I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, you're making me pour on the sexy voice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you always had pipes like that? Were you singing like that when you were 12? Well, probably not exactly like that when I was 12, but yeah, I've always had these. Um, this is called nodules, calluses, uh-huh. callus material on the vocal cords. So I actually had surgery when I was 14. They told me I couldn't be a cheerleader anymore. It's probably a good thing anyway. Um, and yeah, I took vocal lessons and speech lessons after that to make sure that I actually took care of my voice and treated it right. But I've always had that husky, raspy thing. Now I smoke, so it's worse, you know, but... <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> but um, I know how to sing, and so that makes a big difference, actually, using diaphragmatic support. And Now, do you do you ever get, get uh, like, more hoarse? I mean, do you have to very, be very careful? Yeah, I really... It's just about how I book myself, I mean, and I do book myself. Um, it's about making sure that I, you know, work as much as I want to slash need to, but not so much that I can't give my all to all the gigs that I have. Absolutely. Now, when That's you go, balance, for sure. When you go and play, do you still do a combination of your own work and cover work as well? Mostly, yeah. Uh, we do have shows where I have my band, my most fabulous band, uh, that backs me. We do have all, all original shows too. Probably every month or every other month, we'll do all original shows, and then we do shows that are mixtures. That's mostly how we get. I mean, how we get paid. Perfectly honest with you, it's very hard to get paid well for original music as as good as there is out there and there's so much good original music out there that's not where the money is so when i chose to make a living i sort of think it was this path of being a working musician but i'm not giving up on doing my own work as well oh heck no how could i (laughs) i don't know what else to do (laughs) well and because your work is is fabulous and and by the way if somebody would like to go to your website it's jenporter.com right that's right, jenporter.com. You can buy the CDs, you can listen to samples, you can see video footage, you can see the music video. I created a music video this year. This is the first time I'd ever done that. So oh, cool. Fun. 
Now, now we were, in the last hour we were talking about the evolution of music videos mm-hmm. and what's what's happening with them because they're the music companies and are seem to be downsizing them. Yeah. Because of the expense of them. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to <laughs> to downsize in areas where you can. The industry has changed so much, and is continuing to. You know, some people say evolve. Some people say not. But Crash I and burn. I think it's an evolution of of at least uh, expanding what we get to listen to. You know, you used to be able to give a DJ a record, and it would get played, and people would call in and say, play that again. Well, we all know that that's not the way it works anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We hear Britney Spears 12 times on the same radio station all day long. Yeah, and why is that? Is that... Why is that? Go ahead. Uh, Oh, I wish I had an answer for you. (laughs) I... I, I do. Oh, I've got an answer. Condo together and just do a bunch of drugs, and unfortunately, it'll probably be like a Belushi Farley party. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky, I, that's so terrible. Well, I'm so tired of hearing about these terrible girls that unfortunately have had such little guidance in their lives. They have no self-esteem. They have no self-worth. And no underwear. And no freaking <laughs> underwear. Are you kidding well, me? Yeah, I don't. I'm not going <laughs> to comment about the lack or. Or, or or not lack of underwear because that's a personal choice. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's obviously there are people out there. There's a, a section or demographic of the population that wants to hear it, and Absolutely. that that is listening. I mean, well, if there they will always be a 13 year old girl. Yeah, exactly. And like we were talking about last hour, Kevin, how it is a mainly numbers based industry. Mm-hmm. If those numbers weren't there, I mean, they do test groups on people and they bring people in and actually sit them down and, and have them listen to the music that each station would specifically play and say, you know, give them a piece of paper and say, rate rate these songs. You know, would you like to hear this? Do you know, do you like this song? I'll, I don't know what's on those sheets, but I mean, they there obviously is a section of the population that does want to hear that. To some There's extent, a large section of the population yeah. that I think is completely uh, tacit in their choices. They don't make any choices. They listen to what they're given to. Yes, exactly. So what comes on the radio is what they hear, and that's what they think they're supposed to hear. That's right. So it, I mean, you're always going to have to, you know, move out of the mainstream to find good original stuff that's actually interesting. Well, and it's all tied together because, like you, with with a Britney Spears, and some of the, those divas that that are out there that that are promoted by the music companies because they provide a lot of financial opportunities for those music companies if they can drive people to a few artists rather than because the problem with what at least from my perception is with the music business is the more artists that are listened to the more fragmented i mean it used to be that the there was one chart yeah one right. top 20 one top 40 you know remember Casey Kasem in the top 40 and 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 now there are there are literally lots and lots and lots of genres her genres and more the more people get out there the more different styles the more fragmented it is and the more the money is dispersed rather than taken in by a few of the folks yes and that's and for the independent artists that's a good thing isn't it yes i mean i think it's a good thing that we're having more outlets at least to be able to get music out there I mean, I wouldn't have been able to go out and record three albums by myself 20 years ago. Right. No way. So the fact that that technology is there, I mean, it's opening up the world for us to be able to put out our own music, get our own stuff out there. And then, of course, you know, everyone talks about the Internet, and it's true. 
I mean, it allows so many people to be able to connect with and find it. On the flip side, we're flooded right now with so many independent bands and so many people and so much technology that you don't really have to be good at what you're doing. You can go into the studio and have magic come out. Yeah, quality control so, is, it a, is it a minimum? Absolutely. And but that I, can be a good and a bad thing. Well, I think so, it's a good thing, but I think it, at the ultimately, at its core level, at where music is going right now, I think that the consumer will be quality control. And at the in the sense that, you know, bands that are, you know, self-producing albums, I mean, we can have a million of them. It's just the ones that are out there, you know, and are, are doing their music well are going to get gigs and people are going to come to their shows and they're going to see it and they're going to generate interest. Ones that don't just aren't. Right. If that, I mean, if that makes, I think it's, you know, pretty well, logical. I, what I think is really cool and Jen, you be you tell me if if I'm wrong, but I think that that the way it's going to go in the next five or ten years is the bands who perform well live and put on a show are the ones that will succeed. I think we are finally coming back around to that because they've the been, 80s and 90s and the early part of the 2000s here were so much kind of mass-produced electronic, you know, backing tracks lip-syncing. I mean, it just went to such an insane level that, of course, now the pendulum is swinging back the other way. And you're right. I think I think there's a lot of truth in that, Kevin, but I also think that at the same time there's a little bit that would be on the, on the opposite side of that. Whereas, I mean, a small independent band from, I mean, for here's a for instance, you know, a, a small independent band from Seattle that self-produced, you know, two or three of their own albums, and they're getting their music out to the rest of the world, but they're not big enough to book a tour. Right. You know, so in, in that sense, it's not really going to matter how well they play live when they are not able to generate enough interest in that band for someone to fly them out to Europe or to, you know, Japan or, you know, Asia or even to, I think that for independent artists right now, it's very, very difficult to try and book even a U.S. tour, if you wanted to do that independently, it's going to be so hard for you to go out there and find, you know, I mean, even if you were to just go and, and for another, for instance, if a band was from Seattle and then moving from, you know, you're going to have to go up and down the West Coast. You're going to be looking at venues in Vancouver and Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and Los Angeles, San Diego. And that's just the West Coast. And if you're an, an independent band doing it, Without a manager as the band, that's going to be increasingly difficult. The larger scale that you get to. That's so, why I haven't been to the West Coast yet. Yeah, <laughs> see, like, like right there. So I mean, it is very important for the bands to play and perform well live. But at the same time, I don't think that that takes anything away from uh, how their recordings should be top quality, it, or as well as they can make them. Because ultimately, well, that's true too. Yeah, because when you put that out there. That is how you're representing yourself. So, see, and I, I, what I don't understand is how does a band, and I know that Jen, you are now have worked yourself into a position where you are booked as much as you want to be booked. Is that is that a fair statement? Yes. And they're, and they're out here anyway, and I'm not familiar with the scene in Chicago, but out here it seems like that's just not the case in most 
of the instances of the bands. I, you know, it used to be where a band, if they wanted to play two, three, four times a week, could play two or three, four times a week. Mm. And now they they can't. They there there aren't enough venues. There are too many bands. Um, that, you know, and, and they don't get paid and and all of that. So it makes it very difficult for for a band to stay together and to develop their craft and to be so that they can be good doing a live show. Yeah. Right. Well, we're lucky here in Chicago that we continue to have a, a thriving music scene, no matter what happens with the market of music and no matter what happens with the visibility of Chicago on the national or international scene, there are a ton of live music clubs here. I mean, it, it, when I moved back to Chicago, I had seriously considered New York or L.A. I kind of nixed L.A. pretty quickly because it's not really me. I thought about New York quite heavily, and I thought, hmm, you know, it's a little too competitive, really, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make enough money to be able to actually live on this, you know. So I chose to come back to Chicago where I felt like it was a supportive town. I was born and raised here, um, and it is, and it really is, especially as a music town. There are a, a incredibly good musicians that are hanging around this town, playing all these gigs just because it's comfortable and easy, and it's here. We've got money here. We've got uh, clubs here. We've got tons of different genres, even though we're mostly known for jazz and blues. And, you know, the Pumpkins kind of brought an alt scene to Chicago for sure. Well, that's... Uh, in the wake of Pumpkins, I would say. We still have an alternate, uh, alternative scene here, too. Absolutely. But and... it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to have enough work. I couldn't... I wish I could live in Colorado, you know, but I don't know if I'd get enough work. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're getting enough work where you are, and let's put you to work right now, as a matter of fact. How's that for a segue? And uh, we're going to play, what are we going to play? Are we going to play Get Out? Yeah, would you like to? Get Out is kind of the, uh, I think it's a big single, quote unquote. It's the one that gets requested the most often. It's the one that we did the music video for. Oh, cool. And so this is uh, Jen Porter, by the way. You can go to www.jenporter.com. You can also go to kevinmcdonaldpresents.com to get to jenporter.com if you want to do that. And then tomorrow, her podcast is going to be up, and uh, and then we'll, you'll be able to listen to this interview in its entirety. And this song coming up, which is called Get Out, this is Jen Porter and the song Get Out. supposed to be the kind of guy I'd like to see again But there you were just being you Somehow I knew we could not be just friends And I tried to tell myself everything would turn out a-okay so fucked up I can't blame you for walking away Get out of my head Get out of my heart Stop dragging me down and Stop tearing me apart It's not my life It's not my choice Just leave me alone Don't give me a voice Out of my head Out of my heart Stop dragging me down and Stop tearing me apart Stop on your way Well, you'll figure it out See that I'm Okay. 
But I'm trying to learn, I have to say Maybe things would be easier if I wasn't so hard But life is unfair and therein we cannot control any beating heart So I'm taking responsibility, standing up for inequality Messed up our lives, I'm cleaning it up Welcome back to Kevin McDonald Presents for Hey Thursday Night, and we're presenting Jen Porter. I'm looking at her CD. It's moving on, and I I love that song. And by the way, there was a uh, a boo boo word in in that in in that song, and so we had to delete that. But if you download the podcast, yes, the you will get the unedited version, uncensored. Kevin McDonald Presents live and uncensored. Isn't that exciting? It, huh? Actually, you know what? It's like uh, having the uncensored DVD or something like that. That's right. It's just got that little edge it's got to that it. Little, it's edgier. It's edgy. It's gritty. <laughs> That's like right. A, like a crime drama on TV or something. That's right. Now, <laughs> and we were talking about that a little bit during the break, Jen, and, and expound upon that again, if you will. Now, you, generally speaking, when you write lyrics, you write every word, and every word has a purpose. If you use a word that some people would consider sociably unacceptable. Why do you put that into the song? Right, because the song needs that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
I won't pretend like I'm just channeling all of this sweet energy that's hanging around me. I think that's a part <laughs> of the writing process, but obviously a part of it is coming from this brain. It's coming from this soul, this person. So I was explaining to my 11-year-old cousin, she asked me why I used the F word in this song, and she's like, I love this song, and blah, 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 it's so cool, but why did you use the F word? And I said, I, of course, wrote back this, like, three-paragraph diatribe <laughs> about well-chosen words and, uh, you know, that choosing something profane while I gave her a definition of profanity. You know, there's, there's a time and a place to use those kinds of words when you need punch, when you need edge, when you want to gra- grab someone's attention, when you really want to, uh, you know, give that percussive, forceful turn of the head to the stereo kind of thing. So that was my excuse, at least. Um, really, it's, it's kind of a pissed-off song, you know? So when you're pissed off, I mean, that comes to mind for many adults. <laughs> people, say thing, people say things in the car when they're alone, when they're yes. pissed off. <laughs> right. They wouldn't say anywhere like, else. Like I said yesterday, you know, if you would say it in the car when you're mad at traffic can't say it on the radio (laughs) (laughs) doesn't mean i would say it to my you know the the person that hired me to play you know i worked for instance for the illinois state bar association tonight certainly not going to drop that there but uh you know i work in a bunch of bars most of the time and it's 21 and up oh should hear some of the dirty toast we've got some really good ones really good ones (laughs) well i mean ultimately too i think a lot of that is you know it's music for adults we're all adults here you know right Everybody should be able to handle it. It's and an it's emphasis. It's not like word. my entire album is filled with profanity. Yeah, no, you know not what at I mean? all. Yeah, it's, not at all. There's that abusive power too that Kevin and I were kind of discussing on the break. Also, it was, you know, and I get that maybe for shock value, maybe for comedic value, maybe for satanic value. You know, because I think it happens more <laughs> in certain genres than it does in others. You scared oh, that you scared Devin when you said satanic value. He was <laughs> a little frightened. Oh, Devin, there. don't be scared. It's okay. It's okay. Come on back. Come on back. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there are some genres that that survive on those types of lyrics, and to yeah, be absolutely you know, don't even say it. I, I won't. Don't even say <laughs> and it. And I can't relate to that. I know yeah, where you're going to go. Yeah. I know where you're getting ready to go. Yeah. Don't go there, Kevin. I, well, no. <laughs> so far, you're going to have to bring me a hip hop group that actually makes sense to me. Okay. Because, and I know that there are some out there. There's a multitude out there. But the guy that we had on the radio, his name oh, was Ditch, yeah. and uh, he and we did we ditched him. Well, Farside is probably my favorite hip-hop group. They haven't been as uh, well-known lately as they were in the 90s, but, man, they can do intelligent and dirty at the same time. I love that. Once Fat Lip left the group, it was kind of not the same. I agree. I mean, I agree. I got to meet a couple of the guys in Chicago like a year ago, and I was all excited because I, I too, have a hard time with, uh, you know, some hip-hop, some rap. I can get some of it. I can get some good flowetry. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand gangster rap, so I can't really do that. Like, I just can't. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get a, it. No, I, I actually met those guys too a few years back, and I was they were playing the same show that I was. And they're, oh, sweet. yeah, they're cool guys. Yeah, they were cool guys. It was one of those things where the the stages, like the back of our stage that we were playing on, you go back there and across through the door, and you were on the back of their stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we were hanging out back there, they're cool guys. But I was. You know, it's like, oh, well, this would have been funner if I was 15 and (laughs) and it was still the original group. You see, now, you lost me way back when there's a there's a rap artist named Fat Lip. Yeah. (laughs) There's a band named Pistol Grip. (laughs) 
I mean, my, come on. There's ridiculous names for all kinds of things out there. My ex's band was called Sirius Johnson. See? <laughs> Sirius Johnson? And my wedding band is called the Mazel Tov Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, but now that makes sense to me. <laughs> I was the only goy for a long time. Oh, <laughs> 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 By the way, oh, we're... Oh, we're <laughs> <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I did filler on the roof, so I know all that stuff. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I was Lazar Wolf the Butcher. So. Yes. So, it's been, we're, we've been talking with Jen Porter. By the way, go to jenporter.com. And, Jen, I'm thinking that uh, I'd like to play another song before we go away. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. That's so why I had it. how do you want your mood it. to be? How do we want to end your mood? That's really the question. I don't know if I want to end you on a downer, but at the same time, did I hear you mention, uh, is it your birthday that's September 11th? Yes, it yeah, is. It, it is. is his birthday. Yeah, is. I know. That's definitely kind of a bummer. I've got another friend here whose birthday is September 11th. Maybe this will make you feel better. Not that this is a good thing, but his father was killed on the day after his birthday when he was about nine years old. So that was September 12th. And his Ooh. birthday is September 11th. Oh, that's 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 so that's what you call help you bad. Out a little bit. That's in a, any case, um, yeah. my friend Aaron was in the Navy and went over to Iraq for about eight months, and luckily he's home and done. But uh, you know, at the time, I was really moved to write a song, and I uh, ended up writing this song kind of all about him, and it ended up being really about soldiers and freedom and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, with my spin on it, so it's somewhat triumphant, certainly. And, and yeah, what's, what's the name of the song? This one's called Aaron's Song. This is track number three on the newest album. Very good. I'm excited to hear this. And But he came back from Iraq and he's fine. He did come back, yeah, and he's fine. Thank goodness. And he would go over again in a heartbeat just to um, help his brothers, which are, you know, every other soldier basically out there as brothers. So he wants to make sure he supports them. And he also really cared about the situation for the women in these countries that, unfortunately, you know, they don't have any rights at all. It's it's so, a bad deal. You know, I mean, we all have our views about it, and I don't think we should be there. We talk about those things all the time. But the fact that he was willing to go and fight and die, I mean, that's unbelievable. That's yeah. I mean, regardless of how you feel about Agreed. everything there, I mean, that is something that you got to respect, man. Agreed. When somebody is like willing to lay down their life for that, I mean, that's yeah. and that, that's really what the catalyst was for yeah. writing this song. That's like that's very commendable, actually. Well, and and I think that that regardless of your view on the war, and I I also am one that I I from the very beginning didn't think that it was the right thing for us to do to go there, right. but but uh, um, I commend the soldiers and and you know honestly we have a kick-ass uh, military and uh, and they've done they've done some good things there. I just you know I just want it to be over. Yeah. yeah. I want so, our boys to be home. I, I and boys and girls both, and yeah, and really. all yeah, all the folks that have, that are over there, and and uh, we can we could be doing other stuff to yes. make our world yes. better. So there are other places that need our help for sure. <laughs> exactly. So why don't we play this, Jen? All right. Okay. This is uh, Jen Porter. Aaron song.
protecting the right to live a free life and maintaining freedom so that I don't have to fight is Jen Porter. Go to www.jen.com 
porter.com and you can uh, go and look at some video and and you can download some music you can buy, buy something buy the album <laughs> you can buy well she's it's got three albums. like me yeah and support independent music people yes absolutely absolutely because she's she's worked very very hard she's got three albums out she's got music uh, about half uh, half enough music for another CD is that right yep mm-hmm. and so that's going to come out probably what next year maybe uh, well, we'll see. I know one of the tracks that I recently wrote, I've been working with a new producer uh, named Chris Steinmetz, and I'm going to be on a compilation album called Acoustic Chicago, uh, being headlined, I guess, by Marty Casey and the Love Hammers. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, they're actually great guys. Marty is a really great musician, and the whole band is wonderful. It's cool that he kind of came back to Chicago after all of his rock star in excess fame, and is back to doing what he loves and working with the guys he likes to work with. So I got to, I've got to work with them a little in the studio and we've done a show together now. And, uh, we're going to be on this really cool compilation album together with a bunch of amazing Chicago artists. I think that's coming out in October, to be honest with you. Oh, that's super. Jen, we've only got, only got like a minute and a half left. And in that minute and a half, I would like you to convince some of the folks that are out there that are sitting on the fence to take that leap and to follow their passion and to do what they love because they will be successful and like you have been successful because you're doing what you love. How was it to make that leap for you? Scary, but here's the thing, uh, and this is the advice to everybody in all facets of life. Life is scary and hard, but you have to do it anyway. So no matter what, even when you're scared, that's fine. Own it. Be scared. My leg shook the first time I sang the national anthem in front of 40,000 people. My voice didn't shake, but my leg shook. I was scared. It's scary, but you go and you do it anyway. So, and, and I'm kind of anal and crazy. So really, I set it up so that I worked my day job for a year and also played five nights a week. So get ready to work hard. That's really another big part of it is that I, I do a lot of work. I spend all day on the computer getting more work and I go at night and I work and I play. There you go. If you, I love it. You, you have the intention, but take the action. That's right. You just have to go forward and take the action. Take Jen, the action. Go to that open mic. There go you go. Guitar lesson. Jen Porter's been our guest. Go to jenporter.com. Thank you so much, my dear. We're going to co- leave you for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Same station, same time, 10 o'clock. I hope you'll be with us. We've got a great show for you. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.